Thank you for tuning in to the College Football Pod. This is our third episode where we will be going over the ACC. I'm Ben. I'm Alon. I'm John. I'm Dobie. And we'll start off with the Coastal. Over the past seven years, seven different teams have won the Coastal. But at seven, I have Duke. With the loss of Quinn Harris, there will be a new quarterback under center for Duke team that lost five out of their last six games to end the season. Chris Patronick. Gunnar Holmberg and incoming freshman Luca Diamond will battle for the starting job. And I just think there's a lot of holes on both sides of the ball. And for a defense that let up 29.2 points per game last season, I think three and nine for the Dukies. Yeah, they're not they're not a great team. They started off pretty well last year. I think they won four of their first five and then um, really went downhill after that. As Ben said, they lost their quarterback when Harris and they'll, they'll have a three-way quarterback battle this offseason, but that remains to be seen if that guy can even, you know, get them to even four or five wins. They're not a good team. Their defense was really bad last year. They didn't get much better. They lose Noah Gray. They lose um, – or they get they get backs. Uh, they're some running backs, and um, Deion Jackson will help that running attack, but they're just not a good team. I have them at four and eight. Yeah, I've been four and eight too. I mean, they just lose too many pieces to – Improve, improve. Yeah, um, but they like Isha. They do have Deion Jackson. They ran for six forty one last year, but other than that, they just lose too much. Yeah, so many holes on this Duke team. Of course, they returned their running back, but they had poor O line play last year too, and their defense was awful last year. And they still have a lot of holes on defense to fill. Um, so I've got them at three and nine. All right, at six, I have Georgia Tech. They brought in multiple transfers, bringing in O-lineman Ryan Johnson, safety Derek Allen, wide receiver Marquez Ezzard, DN Antonius Clayton. I'm, they brought in a lot of guys, and they bring in uh, – and they have James Graham, who probably will start for them. if he, he needs to make huge strides if they want to make a bull appearance. Defensively, last year they let up 32.4 points per game, which is absolutely terrible. They have a re- – and they also have a really, really tough schedule. They play – Clemson, Notre Dame, Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Georgia. I think four and eight for them. They just have too tough of a schedule. Yeah, they do have a tough schedule, but they had a pretty good recruiting class. And if James James Graham and Jordan Mason can uh, help out that offense, they can have a pretty pretty good offense. But, yeah, like you said, 32.4, I think, was the number you said for the amount of points they gave up last year, which isn't great. But they're, they're a young team. They don't. I don't think they lose anybody too big. So, um. We'll have to see how they can bounce back as a young team and maybe make a couple strides. I just think that recruiting class is good enough to push them to a five and seven record. Yeah, I think they'll go four and eight or five and seven. I mean, their twenty twenty recruiting class was twenty seventh, which is like really impressive for like Georgia Tech at like um, and then they also return uh their starting quarterback, running back, and uh, their top three receivers. And they return 94% of their defensive players. Um, so I think, like you said, they don't lose any, like, key pieces. But their non-conference schedule, they have to play UCF, Notre Dame, and Georgia, which I think they'll lose all those games. So four and eight or five and seven. Yeah, I think Jordan Mason will have a really good year, and I don't think they lose too much. But I still think, even though they're not losing much, they just don't have too much talent. And with the tough schedule, I don't see them doing any better – better than five and seven and I've got him at four and eight all right yeah I mean I just think that the schedule is really tough for them yeah. all right at five I have Virginia 
Losing Bryce Perkins is pretty devastating for that team. But they get Brendan Armstrong will probably start. They get back veteran receiver Hasis Boy, who had 75 catches last season. And on defense, they return nine starters. So, I mean, they do have a pretty tough schedule, though. I think six and six for them. Yeah, losing Bryce Perkins is not a good thing, but um, losing him means that this offense can be more of a rushing attack offense, so that that could help them. Um, yeah, their defense returns nine guys and some notable guys with Joey Blout and uh, guys like that. So, I mean, their defense wasn't really good last year, allowing around 27 points per game, but if they can uh, put that down a little bit and run the ball effectively, I think they can make a bowl game. I have them at 6-6. Six and six. Oh yeah, I've six and six too. Um, yeah, they lose Perkins, but um, they replace him with Armstrong. I don't really know how good he is, but the he'll be able to throw to like their top three receivers are staying. Um, their O line stays intact, and so does their defense. So, I mean, it dep- really depends on like how Armstrong plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have them six and six too. They return their whole offensive line and nine out of their 11 starters. But, I mean, you guys basically covered everything else. I still don't think they'll be a great team. So, six and six. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to four. I have Pitt. This defense is going to be elite this year. They get back uh, Paris Ford, Jalen Twyman, Patrick Jones, and they also get DeMar Hamlin, who got another year of eligibility. And they got Rashad, Rashad Weaver, Kayshawn Camp, and they'll just have a really, really good defense. And they – they get Kenny Pickett, who, I mean, he's run the offense for a year now, two years. And, I mean, he's okay. He can get the job done. And they get to Sear Mack back, who's really, really good. But I'm, if they, they need to improve the rushing offense. They ranked 13th in rushing offense in the ACC last season. I, I mean, I, I think they have a really good defense. But, again, a tough schedule for Pitt. I think 7-5. and five. Yeah, I have him at seven and five too. I think I think Kenny Pickett's a pretty good offense and is good enough for uh, to play quarterback in the ACC. But getting back guys like Tyrese Mack and then you can have, you have a strong running game with guys like AJ Davis and Vincent Davis. It's uh they they have a solid offense. But yeah, as you said, they get a lot of a lot of guys back on defense. A lot of really good guys. They lose Dane Jackson, so replacing him is going to be really important for that defense. But I think they're a solid team. I have yeah seven and five as I said. Yeah, no, I'm seven five two. I mean, their defense looks um pretty solid, and uh, they return like their biggest four playmakers: Kenny Pickett, Mac Davis, and uh, Vicente Davis. But I mean, they kind of have a tough schedule, so seven five. Yeah, Pitt's defense will be at the top of the ACC, but I just with their offense has struggled the past couple years. Some potential this year: returning Pickett, Mac, and both the Davises. But I've got them at seven and five, getting carried by that defense. All right, yeah. Um, at, at three, I'm Miami. Uh, Manny Diaz trying to turn around that program. I think uh, losing the Lorenzo Lingard to Florida is going to really hurt that run game. I think if he played with De'Ara King this year, they would have had a really, really good def- offense. But they again, they bring in De'Ara King, who's really good and hopefully can really turn around that offense that struggled pretty mightily last year. And they get Brevin Jordan back at tight end. But, I mean, that's struggling O-line, which, I, I mean, I think getting a mobile QB like De'Ara King can kind of help it out, but that O-line is going to be really tough. 
But then defensively, you get Gregory Rousseau back, who had 15.5 sacks last season. And then the, I think maybe the biggest transfer, I, I mean, that him and D.R. King, Quincy Roche, monster transfer out of Temple, one of the top players in the ACC. And I think with those two guys, I think an 8-4 season for Miami. Yeah, I think Derrick King is is a really really good transfer for this Miami team and this Miami offense. And as you said, the offensive line is um, you know, was inconsistent. But if they can play better than uh, Derrick King and they can you know run out a good, really good offense, and yeah, that that defensive line is really really good. And there's not much that separ- that uh, separates Miami and Virginia Tech in my mind. Just I just don't think their their offensive line and their secondary are, are as good, but. I really like their defensive line, and yeah, um, Derry King coming in there is going to be really good. I have them at eight and four. Yeah, they definitely lose some guys, but I mean, they get guys like Darren King and Quincy Roche from transfers. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm seven and five too. Just that D line looks awesome. I mean, um, Roche or Gregory, um, how do you say his name? Rousseau, Gregory Rousseau. Rousseau. And Quincy Roche from Temple. I mean, together they can be, like, one of the best defensive duos in the ACC. So, I think that helps out a lot, and I think they'll be third at 7-5 to five or 8-4. and four. Yeah. yeah, I think the Deer King pickup is huge, and I think their defense was good last year. A lot of returns and some good transfers. I just think the O-line will hold them back from winning the Coastal or even being top two. So, I'm at 8-4. and four. All right, yeah, we'll move on to two. I think we all top two the same. I have Virginia Tech, Hendon Hooker. I really like Hendon Hooker. He's really, really good quarterback, and he really willed them to a good record after starting two and two last season. And, I mean, they'll have some help around him, getting Kansas transfer, Khalil Herbert, bringing back Kayshawn King. And, I mean, they lose a lot of big threats in the offense, like uh, Deshaun McLeese and Damon Hazleton to the transfer portal. But they do get Rayshard Ashby back, who is one of the best defensive players in the ACC. And, I mean, I really love Caleb Farley. He's uh, he's going to be one of the top corners. I think the top corner in the ACC. And at, playing Penn State is going to be tough non-conference game. But outside of that, their schedule is looking really, really Really, really favorable. I think eight and four, nine and three. Yeah, I think Hendon Hooker's. You know, he got he was really good in that second half of the year last year, and you know he gets the full uh, off season to be the number one, get the number one reps. Well, we'll we'll see about that. But as soon as they get out there, he'll get the number one reps. Hopefully, we have football. But um, they bring back some some even guys like Trey Turner and Tavion Robinson, which is good for the good for the offense to stay. You know the same throughout all of this. So um should really help Hendon Hooker, who I think is a good quarterback and I think can propel Virginia Tech to a nine and three record. Yeah, no, I have a the um, nine and three at number two, um also. Um Hendon Hooker's good and but I mean they lose to Sean uh McLeese, but um um uh trans- transfer from Kansas, Khalil Herbert, um will probably fill in he looks pretty good. Um, and then they have Trey Turner, Tavon Robinson, and James Mitchell, um, receivers and tight ends that are good options for um, Hooker. And the O-line will look pretty good this year. Um, so, yeah, I think 9-4. Uh, they make some good improvements. 
Yeah, I think Hendon Hooker had a really good second half, and I have a lot of hope for him this season. And um, returning Trey Turner, Tavian Robinson, and James Mitchell will be huge for them, along with all of their O-line returning. And I think they're returning the majority of their defense. I've got them at 9-3. and three. All right. North Carolina at 1. Mac is back. Second year with the Tar Heels, bringing Sam Howell, who threw for 3,641 yards and 38 touchdowns as a true freshman. And you bring guys like Deami Brown, Daz Newsome, Bo Corrales, who were absolute monsters for him at receiver. Defensively, you do lose Miles Dorn, though, who's the leader of that defense. But then you get Chaz Surratt back, who played really, really well. And that secondary was really banged up all, all year. They get Trey Morrison back, who struggled with injuries. Miles Woolfolk, who struggled with injuries. And, I mean, week two, they play Auburn in Atlanta, if that game happens. And, I mean, I think that'll really define their season. But outside of that game and the UCF game, I think they have a really, really favorable schedule. I think 10-2 and two for the Tar Heels. Yeah, I agree. I'm at 10-2 and two also. Um, Sam Howell, in my mind, is the best quarterback in college football, not named Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. He's, he is really good, and when he gets ready for the draft in two years, he'll he'll be a first-round pick in my mind. And, yeah, they get guys back like Michael Carter, Deami Brown, like you said, Daz Newsome. And I think one of the biggest things that they get back is a healthy Miles Woolfolk. Um he was really banged up, and he's he's a really good player. So him coming back healthy, if he stays healthy all year, that'll be really, really, really big for that secondary. Um, losing Charlie Heck is, you know, you never want to lose your left tackle, but um, most of the line is, you know, returning. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be important that they get a left tackle that can protect Sam or on his blind side. Or he, if he takes one big hit, a couple big hits, he might might be out, and you don't want that. But um, uh, they – Pretty favorable schedule. Don't have to play Clemson, and they get Virginia Tech at Chapel Hill. So um, that'll be interesting. That that game will probably, in my mind, decide it. I think Carolina wins it, and I think they finish 10-2 and two and win the Coastal. Yeah, I agree with um, Alon. Um, I have them 10-2 and two at 1. I think the offense just looks really, really good with returning Sam Howell, and he'll be able to throw to um, – Deami Brown and Daz Newsome, and then they also returned Michael Carter, who ran for over a thousand yards last year. Um, they lose like Miles Dorn and Aaron Crawford, but the defense still looks good. I mean, they still have a uh, Chas Surratt, who had a pretty good year last year in 2019. Um, and then I think that we that week two game against Auburn will be fun to watch, and then also when they when Virginia Tech comes to Chapel Hill. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Howell will be a top QB in the nation. And the only big loss that they have on offense is Charlie Heck, but they still return Michael Carter, Deami Brown, Daz Newsom, and four of their O-linemen. So their offense will be one of the best in the ACC, if not the best, probably just behind Clemson. And um, their defense, no, no like humongous losses, and they return their key pieces on defense. So I think I got them at 10-2. and two. All right, we'll move on to the Atlantic. At seven, I have BC. Uh, unless Doug Flutie can come and suit up and play quarterback for the Eagles. I don't really think anything can help him at this point. Flutie. <laughs> uh, they, have a huge, they have a lot of huge question marks at quarterback, wide receiver. And they have a defense that led up 32.2 points per game last season. I mean, at least they get Mark, Max Richardson back, who's 
uh, probably one of the top linebackers in the ACC. But overall, it's, I think it's going to be a tough year for BC. I think 2-10. and 10. Yeah, you can't go away from just saying A.J. Dillon was that offense last year, and they lose their play caller and Mike Pajaki in the Northwestern. A.J. Dillon goes in the second round of the Packers. That I mean, that was their offense, and I just I don't see the I mean, the defense is bad, the offense is bad. They have no playmakers. Yeah, I I don't have them at two and ten. I have them at three and nine. But yeah, still a bad season for them. Yeah, no, I'm three and nine too. They just lose too much, especially Dylan, who is basically their whole offense. So I think they'll be at the bottom of the Atlantic. Yeah, AJ Dylan's a huge loss. Or um, awful defense last year. They do return most of that defense, but it was so bad last year that that won't really matter. And question marks all over the offense. I've got them at three and nine. All right, we'll move on to six. I have Syracuse. Uh, Tommy DeVito, another year under center, and he just he needs to take a big step in his development for Syracuse success this season. They do have a good running back duo on Jarvie and Howard and Abdul Adams. But they do lose their top receiver from last year in Tristan Jackson. And they lose six starters on defense. And, I mean, that was a defense that let up 30 points a game in 2019. And, I, I mean, I think they have a favorable schedule, but not a great team. I think five and seven. Yeah, they're not a good team. One big guy they do get back is Andres Sisko, who's a really good safety. He'll be, he'll be up there as a top, one of the top safeties in the, in the, the ACC. But, yeah, um, that team really – Depends on Tommy DeVito, and he's not really that good of a quarterback. Um, yeah, as Ben said, they lose a lot of, on their defense. Um, they have a pretty good run game that they can rely on, but they lose their top receivers, so I don't really see a lot of success. Yeah, favorable schedule, so I also have them at 5-7, and seven, but any other year this type of team goes 4-8. and eight, But, yeah, they have a good schedule, so 5-7 and seven for me. Oh, yeah, I have 5-7 and seven too. I mean, they have uh, a new OC and DC um, I mean, they have uh, Howard and Adams, who can be a good duo um, on the ground. But the passing game is going to miss uh, Tristan Jackson, who had 66 catches last year. So, I mean, I think they'll be okay, not great. So, 5-7. and seven. Yeah, their defense was already bad last year. They lose a good amount of that defense. Their passing game won't be great with DeVito at QB, and they lost Tristan Jackson. Their offensive line allowed 50 sacks last season, so that their offensive line has to be better this year. And um, I think really the only bright spot that I see is their, are their running backs, Jarvion Howard and Abdul Adams. But even at that, they're not that great. I've got them at 5-7. and seven. All right, uh, we'll move on to 5. I have NC State. Uh, tough four and eight season for the Wolfpack last year. I mean, I've been bringing in Tim Beck will be really, really big for that offense. Really try to revamp that offense. But then, I mean, you have Kevin Devin Leary who had a pretty strong freshman season, and he'll probably have a quarterback battle with Bailey Hockman, Ty Evans, and incoming freshman Ben Finley. But they do return most of their old line that only let up eighteen sacks last year. But I just think there's a lot of holes on that team. I think they go five and seven. Yeah, I, I value NC State a little bit more than you do. Um, I have them at four, and at five, I have Wake. I just think losing uh, Jamie Newman is not not good, and Sam Hartman is going to return as the starter, but I don't really have a lot of faith in him in uh, running a good offense. Um, they lose their, some of their top receivers in Kendall Hinton and Scotty Washington. 
guys like that. I just I don't see a lot going right for this team. Um, yeah, as I said, they lose Jamie Newman. I have them at five and seven. Wake. Um, I have NC State at five, five and seven, like Ben did. Um, yeah, they return their quarterback and they return uh four of their top five receivers, but I think they still have some um holes in the team. So um I think I don't think they'll make a bowl game this year, but I think they'll uh, improve a little bit from last year. Yeah, I've got NC State at five also. I think, I mean, it's big that they're returning for their top five receivers and Zonovan Knight and Jordan Houston. And they're also, um, they're all five of their O-linemen are returning and they had a pretty good offensive line in 2019. They don't lose too much on defense either, but um, I, I just don't love the quarterback play there. And nothing, although they're returning a lot, nothing was great there last year. So I've got them at five and seven. Yeah, I mean, I think that three through five, they're all pretty similar teams. I think yeah. at four, I have Wake. Uh, Sam Hartman, QB1, he has some big shoes to fill. Uh, Jamie Newman's going to be tough. And I, I mean, I, Sam Hartman's shown a little bit, but he, he's got to really make the next step. But then you have Sage Surratt coming back, who's veteran receiver you have Kenneth Walker defensively you turn all ACC Carlos Basham who had 11 sacks last season and I mean they lost a lot of guys on defense I think six and six for them yeah so yeah uh, as I was talking about I have NC State at four I just think bringing in someone like Tim Beck to call the plays is really important and um their O-line last year only allowed 18 sacks which is which is really good and you get Devin Leary back, who, you know, he gained some good experience last year. He wasn't the best um, in terms of number-wise, but he can definitely uh, be a good quarterback and learn more behind a good old line can can do stuff like that. And, yeah, uh, as John was saying, they don't lose a lot of guys. And, yeah, I don't necessarily think that's a great thing all the time when your team's not great. But I think um, I definitely see improvement from – for them, and I really think a uh, new play caller and that really good old line is going to propel them to a six and six record. Yeah, no, um, I have the same thing as Ben. I have Wake Forest six and six. I think they'll be- barely make a bowl game. Um, I think Sam Hartman can, I think he can be solid. Um, he'll be able to throw to like their top veteran receiver, Sage Surratt, and their O line um, stays intact to protect him. And then uh, they lose a couple guys on defense, but they return Carlos Basham, who was um, all ACC last year, and I think um, he can lead the defense, and I think they'll make a bowl game. Yeah, I have Wake Forest here. I think I like Sam Hartman a lot more than most people do. I think 2,000 yards and 16 touchdowns as a true freshman is somewhat impressive to me. And with um, Sage Surratt returning at receiver, and um, Kenneth Walker returning at running back. I think they can have a pretty good offense. Um, I'm concerned about their defense. It wasn't great last year, and they lose a lot of key pieces. Obviously, they return Carlos Basham, but um, other than him, they lose most of their key pieces. So I've got them at 6-6. Six and six. All right, yeah, I, we'll go to three. I have Florida State. I think uh, I really like the Mike, Mike Norvell higher. I think that was really big for the program moving forward. And at quarterback, they'll probably have a battle between James Blackman and Jordan Travis. Both are, I mean, pretty mediocre. James Blackman has not been good for them. Losing Cam Akers will be really, really tough for the run game. But they do bring in Texas A&M transfer, Jayshon Corbin. 
And, I mean, they have he has some big shoes to fill. And defensively, they're a team that let up 27.8 points per game. I mean, they do get Marvin Wilson back and Jaden Lars Woodby, who is a DB linebacker, kind of can do it all on defense. I think they have a tough schedule, too. I think they go 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, I don't, I don't love this team a lot. Um, as you said, their quarterback position is not very good. It's pretty mediocre. And losing a guy like Cam Akers, who pretty much you know carried that offense last year with the run game, is, is really big. Um, their defense isn't good. Their offense is not good. So I don't see them winning more than seven games, but I have them at six and six also. Um, I have them uh, seven and five. I think Norvell... Um, is a great hire, like Ben said. He was really good at Memphis. Um, and then, I mean, we don't really know who's going to be the quarterback, but whoever it is, I'm sure they'll be, you know, okay. But whoever it is, they'll be able to throw to um, Tamori and uh, Terry, who had 60 catches last year, who passed on the NFL to come back. Um, but then they lose Cam Akers. But like Ben said, they get the transfer from Texas A&M, who I think will be solid. Um but they'll, they'll, I mean, they'll have to improve the O line. So, but I think they overall they make improvements. So seven and five. Yeah, I have Florida State here too. Um, they had a lot of close losses last year, so even some slight improvement could help their record a lot. Um, I think they'll have a solid one-two punch at running back with Kaylin LeBourne and um, transfer to Sean Corbin. Tamari and Terry returning is huge, but um, their defense is going to have to improve. It hasn't been great but with uh, Marvin Wilson returning and Jaden Lars would be returning from injury I think it'll be a little bit better so I've gone with seven and five all right uh, I'll move on to two I have Louisville uh good they had a really good season last year eight and four return one of the most high-powered offenses in the ACC you got Mikhail Cunningham Javion Hawkins Tutu Atwell That'll really leave this offense. And, I mean, losing Mackie Becton's really tough, but I think that trio can lead them to another 8-4 and four year. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, pretty solid defense, and, yeah, that trio is really good. Um, losing a tackle like Becton is, is never good, and replacing him is not going to be easy at all. But I still think that trio is really good, and their ability to run the ball and pass the ball is, is really good and good enough definitely for an 8-4 and four record once again. Yeah, I have the same thing. I mean, I think that trio looks really good um, with Cunningham, Hawkins, and Atwell. Um, and like Ish says, they, they lose that one tackle, but they return three starters from the O-line. But I think the question is if their defense can improve. That gave up 33 points per game last year. So if I think they can improve, they'll definitely um, go 8-4. Uh, and four. Yeah, I think the trio of Mikhail Cunningham, Javion Hawkins, and Tutu Atwell is one of the best in the ACC. Backton's a pretty big loss, but they're retaining the rest of their O-line, so they should, there shouldn't be too many concerns there. My main concern with them is their defense, but um, a lot of returning players, so they should see some slight improvement leading up to 8-4. and four. All right. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of question at one. I think we all have Clemson. Uh Obvious pick for the Atlantic and probably the best team in the nation, in my opinion. You got Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Justin Ross. That'll be the most powerful offense in college football or one of the most powerful offenses in college football. 
Defensively, losing Isaiah Simmons will be a huge loss. He play all around the field. They do return Tyler Davis, Justin Foster, Xavier Thomas. But then you lose A.J. Terrell, who's also a huge loss in the secondary. They have a lot of young, really talented guys that can replace him. They consistently top recruiting classes and every year. Uh, 12-0 and 0 for them. And star-studded ACC championship for Clemson, North Carolina. This team is so much better than any other team in the Atlantic, and it's really not even close. Um, Trevor Lawrence is so good. We'll probably go one in the draft. You lose guys like T. Higgins, and I say Simmons is a really big loss, and you lose that a lot in the secondary with Terrell and Kevon Wallace and Tanner Muse, but you still got Justin Ross and ETN on that offense. They, as you said, they always have really, as Ben said, they always have really high recruiting classes, and yeah, they they've done that again, and th- this team is just so good. What really well coached every single year by Dabo, and yeah, I don't see them losing. I just don't see a possible way they lose a game. So yeah, twelve and zero for me. Yeah, I have twelve and zero too. I think it's kind of obvious. I mean, they have Trevor Lawrence, um, and then they have Etienne and Ross, who will be a good trio. They do lose T Higgins, who's who's been good for them, and they have to replace some guys in the O line. But I think. They're just, like, consistently good. I mean, they they lose a lot of good guys on defense, but they keep a lot of good guys. But I think I really like their um, defensive coordinator. I just feel like year after year he um, pumps out really good defenses. So, I think 12-0. Yeah, on offense, they lose T. Higgins and a couple of linemen, but keeping Lawrence and ETN will be big enough that those losses won't be too big because Lawrence and ETN will just be able to will this offense to um, to outplay any defense they play. Um, on defense, they lose Isaiah Simmons and a decent amount of their secondary, but Tyler Davis, Justin Foster, and Xavier Thomas are set to return, so that'll be huge. Um, their schedule is a cakewalk outside of Notre Dame, um, but I still think they beat Notre Dame pretty handily, 12-0. All right. Like every episode, we will finish it off with my top returning players of the conference. Uh, If you guys have any issues or anything, let me know after I say my top 10. All right. At 10, I have Caleb Farley, corner out of Virginia Tech. I think he he was pretty good last year. He had 20 tackles, four interceptions, and 12 pass breakups. And he'll only get better next year. So I think he's a strong pick at 10. Nine, I have Deami Brown, uh, wide receiver, North Carolina, 51 receptions, 1,034 yards, and 12 touchdowns, and he had 20.3 yards per catch. Uh, I have At eight, I have De'Ara King, the transfer, going to Miami. I mean, he sat out most of last year, but he's easily a top three quarterback in the ACC, and he's really, really talented. At five, at seven, I have Joe Giles Harris, the linebacker out of Duke. Last year, he had 125 tackles, 16 tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, one interception, one forced fumble, and four pass breakups. I think uh, he's a really good player. And uh, oh shoot, I messed something up here. That was from a different one. I'm sorry about that. Just mess scratch number seven. All right, at six, I have Tutu Atwell, receiver out of Louisville. Last year, he had 70 receptions, 1,276 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 18.6 yards per catch. 
Uh, really good player. Uh, top 10 player in the ACC. Five, I have Justin Ross, receiver out of Clemson. Last year, 66 receptions, 865 yards, and eight touchdowns. And he'll be wide receiver one now, and he'll be really good. Four, I have Quincy Roche, DN out of Miami, transfer. Last year, he had 36 solo tackles, thir- 13 sacks, and one forced fumble. Three, I have Travis Etienne, ri- the running back out of Clemson. 1,614 yards, 19 touchdowns, and 7.8 yards per carry, and he's a really good player. Two, I have Sam Howell, quarterback, North Carolina, 3,641 yards, 38 touchdowns, seven INTs. Obviously, top player in the ACC. And then one, I think it's obvious, Trevor Lawrence. No way. Quarterback, Clemson, 3,665 yards, 36 touchdowns, and eight INTs. Yeah. But yeah, uh seven I had an incorrect person. I that was from a different list I had. I'm sorry about that. So yeah, that's my top ten. Okay, yeah. I have two that I think two other people that I think um are gonna be key returns. One is um Marvin Wilson, the D lineman from Florida State. Oh um, yeah, definitely. He's just he's just such a powerful defensive lineman. He's been great there. Um He's just – he's great. He Even when they move him over to, like, defensive end spots, he's great. He's good in the interior D-line. So, I think that's a huge return for them. Another one is Chris Rumpf, the second from Duke. Um, he had one of the best pressure rates in the – or um, win rates in the ACC last year. And he Yeah, that was, that was the guy I was putting in at seven. But I uh, yeah. messed up the stat things. Yeah, I think he'll be great for Duke this year. All right, yeah. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this was episode three where we went over the ACC. Thank you very much for all making it to the end. And uh, I'm Milan. I'm Ben. I'm John. I'm Dobie. And thank you.